Hey guys, welcome to Waking Up or my YouTube channel, wherever you're watching this. Uh, I'm Lauren Coletti. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm recording a podcast because there's a lot to update y'all on. And I wanted to talk about something that I don't think I've talked so much about on the show. I will forewarn, I have the flu right now. Um, so if I'm coughing and doing gross things with my hands, such as tissueing, um, I apologize. So I'm in Florence, Italy right now, and one week from tomorrow, I will be going to Albania, which it sounds so random, but let me say this about Albania. I feel, I have never gone to the country, okay? <laughs> but I feel like it's such an underrated country and I don't want it to become all touristic-y, touristy, but like, it's gorgeous. If you don't know a lot about Albania, if you're from the United States, you probably don't because in Europe, I guess it's a more like obviously popular country because it's a European country, but it's not popular as in like Italy or Spain or the UK or Greece, like a lot of Americans go to those countries, pay a lot of money to vacation there, France, Portugal. But I feel like no one from America goes to Albania. Like, I've never met an American that's been to Albania. I've met one American that was from Albania back in the day. <laughs> that's a funny story, actually. So I think the year was 2018, right? And these guys came to my house to fix my roof. And this one guy is up on the roof and I have, um, the glass window panel ceiling. So he's like looking under the roof and I like looked up and I saw him and we made eye contact and he was really cute. And it turns out his name was Kadri and he came down and he came into my house I was home alone. It was kind of sus, but it is what it is. And we started talking and he he was talking to me about himself and asked me the age. And then I asked him, where are you from? Because he had a, a distinct accent. I thought maybe he he was like Middle Eastern or something. And he said, I'm from Albania. And I'm like, what's that? Like, is that a, is that a country? Is that a city? And he's like, oh, no, it's a country. I said, oh, where is it? Is it by, like, England? I had no fucking idea what Albania was. Um, he was the first person I ever met. So, anyway, in the USA, it's really not popular. But I think people need to visit it. And I'll definitely give a review and updates when I'm there. But I'm so excited. Um, I've been listening to Albanian music, the language I probably will never learn. Um, but I just am so excited to learn more about this country. It's in the Balkan region. It's, I think it's considered a Slavic country. Um, if you're from Albania, you know anything about Albania, leave in those comments, my friends. But just from what I've learned, I, I know a decent amount about Albania because I tend to have a thing for Albanian men. Um, and I just feel like, yeah, it's, it seems very interesting and full of history. So I'll keep you updated, but I'm so excited to go to Albania. Italy has been really fun, but it has not been without its challenges, of course. So this weekend I was supposed to go to Milan and Naples. A couple weekends ago, I had bought a train ticket to go to Naples because I really want to try their pizza. I hear they have the best pizza in all of Italy. I guess that's what they're famous for. And they're by the water, so I wanted to see the sea and everything like that. And I missed my train. No, I didn't miss my train. My train got delayed by, like, three hours. So, what the fuck? Like, by the time I would have got there, it would have been, like, five o'clock. So, I just canceled it, and then I was supposed to go this week. And I have the flu. <laughs> but I came to Florence instead because... Of a boy, of course. Always a boy. Um, but I really didn't feel like up for going to Naples so much. And on top of having the flu this week and having to cancel my plans, my Instagram is currently, like, out of service right now, which is 
what I wanted to talk about today. Um, so the other day, it was very strange. I randomly got signed out of my account. I don't know if someone tried to hack my account or what happened, but I'm on my phone. I'm on Instagram. And all of a sudden, it says sign in. So I was just like, okay, that's fucking weird. No problem. Let me sign in. I sign in all the time. And then it says, enter the text message we've sent to your phone because I have two-factor authentication set up for times like this. So I'm like, okay. It may take up to one minute to receive your text. So I'm like, okay, it's been a minute. Resend. Nothing's coming through. So I'm like, what the fuck? So I hit reset. Try again in a few minutes. I probably did this for like five hours. Resent, 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 resent. I'm like, why am I not getting the fucking text? So then I hit, okay, let me just try changing my password. Guys, nothing worked. I reset my password. I got a code to my email, like everything I could think of under the sun. Nothing worked. I got a code to my email to log in, but then I log in and it asked me for the fucking text message, but no SMS text message coming through. So I'm freaking out. I'm like, oh, for sure my account's been hacked. Like the person blocked my number or whatever. I don't think my account's been hacked because as of today, my account is still up unchanged. The email's still right. My phone number's correct. I paid like a nerd $50 to fucking figure it out. They tell me try again tomorrow. Okay, I got a refund. Um, I was on the phone for like four hours with T-Mobile thinking it might be a cellular problem with my data, data or whatever. They did everything. They tr troubleshoot it, troubleshot it, restarted my phone, made sure the number wasn't blocked. Nothing. And it's so weird because all my other texts are coming through. Texts from Snapchat, not Snapchat. I'm locked out of Snapchat now too because I, I guess they're connected. I'm not really sure. Facebook and Microsoft and all other SMS verification codes are coming through, just not Instagram. So I can't figure it out. I have a call appointment with Apple on Monday. Um, I just was trying this for like two days to get back into my account and it's so frustrating. And then I looked up all these YouTube videos, read all the help center on Instagram because Instagram, even though it's a million plus dollar company, doesn't have fucking customer service. Like what the fuck is good with that? Um, and I, I found a random email to send and I'm like, please help me. This is what's happening. They fucking send me the help center page. I'm like, bro, I have read your fucking help center page like for the last 48 hours. Nothing I do is working. Nothing. Like, can you please just get me back into my account? Can I send you a selfie or something? Like, I say, I'm sorry, can't help you with this issue. Go fuck yourself, Instagram. Um, not really sure, but... Anyway, my Instagram is down, so I really pray and hope I can get back into it, my friends, because I've had this Instagram since I was, what, in 12th grade, since I was 17. Um, I, I've, you know, Instagram's a form of communication. Like, people don't ask for cell phone numbers anymore. They ask for your Instagram all these people I've met traveling, I have them on Instagram. Some of them I don't even have their numbers, but I talk to them all the time. Like, And I've worked so hard to build up my Instagram. And I would be so upset if it gets permanently deleted forever. I'm afraid it's going to get disabled and then deactivated after 30 days. But let's hope it doesn't come to that. Let's hope if I just take a break for a few days, the server maybe was getting bombarded and it'll reset. But if you know any advice or anything you've tried please leave in the comments on youtube i would really appreciate that um and if you have been trying to contact me on instagram i'm not ignoring you i just can't get in but speaking of that it's super interesting not being on instagram the last couple of days because last year i used to take breaks from social media all the time like i'd be off of social media for months at a time <coughs> just to reset because I don't need to talk about 
the devastating side effects and consequences of social media usage, especially for the younger kids, the younger generation, like they're fucked. I feel so bad for them because at least we had like MySpace in middle school and Facebook came out when I was in high school. And then I didn't start using Instagram until I was like 18. But these kids have like YouTube, TikTok, Snapchat, and they're using it at like eight years old. It's so fucked. I swear if and when I have kids, they're going to hate me because I refuse to get them an iPad or a cell phone until they're fucking in high school. Like my kid will not get a smartphone until they're 16 years old. There's no fucking way. I'll get them a flip phone or a pager. Back in the day we had beepers, but there there's no need for a kid to have a fucking smartphone when they're in middle school or below like there's really no need my kid is not being brainwashed and fucking sabotaged by social media um so they're gonna hate me but that's besides the point i feel very bad for the kids these days because they don't know how their brains are being fucking slowly dissipated through the use of technology but i do see its purpose so don't take offense to that if you're what is it gen z no is it i think it's gen z but anyway I am very prone to it, too, because I'm 28. I'm not super old yet. I'm a little bit of a dinosaur, though, when it comes to all this tech stuff. Um, but it's been really interesting. My brain's process and my thought processes the last couple days panicking that I'll lose my Instagram because I have a, a good amount of followers, I guess, at this point. And, like, I don't have a business, but it is sort of like a business for me because I post my uh, podcast about my books, about my travel, my blog, my website, everything on social media. And Instagram's really the only social media that I use. I don't fuck with TikTok. I don't use Snapchat, Facebook, none of them. I really can't be bothered, but I do like Instagram a lot. And um, just crying, crying. Oh my God, praying to God, please don't let me lose Instagram. Please, I beg you, I'll do anything. Please just, God, let me get back into my fucking Instagram. And I realize how many times I go for my phone and how bored and empty I feel without Instagram. Like when I wake up in the morning, I go to watch reels on Instagram or like taking pictures of things. I'm like, why am I taking pictures if I can't post them to Instagram? Like what the fuck purpose do they serve? And that's really sad because I said to myself, like, who am I without, like, 10,000 followers? Who, what is the purpose of my life if I can't post it on Instagram? I literally had that thought. And I was like, no, no, I've been brainwashed. <laughs> because I travel solo. And when I travel solo to different cities, for example, Naples next weekend, I'm going to try to go to Milan on my last day, like I was supposed to do today. And since I'm a solo traveler, instead of buying souvenirs, I get professional photography taken. Um, and I'm going to create a page on my website with my travel photos. But I get professional photos taken because I would prefer to spend money on that than a fucking souvenir. Like, I don't need any more shit. But it's, it's a nice memory and it captures the beauty of the city as well as like me being happy and enjoying the city. So I said to myself, if I can't get back into my Instagram next Saturday, do I even want to bother having pictures taken? Because then I, I'm not going to be able to post them to Instagram. And I'm just like, bro, what the fuck? Like, I can't enjoy live my life if I can't post it for the whole world to see. And, um, my little brother, shout out to Mitchell if you're watching, I love you, um, he posts, he loves Drake, so he posted a song, and I'm like, I'm so guilty of this, and I liked the song because it, it said something about, I knew a girl, she always wanted to go to Rome, but when she got to Rome, all she would do is post for the people at home, and I'm like, yo, that's so me, like, why is this me right now, literally, in fucking Rome? So I wanted to just touch on that, like the basis in which we form our social identity and our purpose and our meaning and our value. Like <coughs> I have, I guess, 10,000 followers, something like that. 
which I guess is considered like above average. I don't know. Um, I don't know what the average person has, like a thousand, three thousand, I'm not sure. But um at one point, you know, five thousand followers was a lot for me, and then eight thousand was a lot, and now a ten thousand is a lot. And I said I will be so devastated if I need to start over from scratch because who's going to want to follow me? Like my social value, our social currency, that's a term I heard that I really resonated with. Our social currency in 2023 tends to come from our likes, our follower count, and our views. And I wish it weren't so, but that's the truth of the matter. Like you could have high social currency and people see you a different way. You know, like <clears throat> sometimes when people see my page, it's not like I have a hundred thousand followers or a million, but they're like, oh my gosh, like you're, you have like a lot of followers and I feel like they view me differently after that. Like in my, in their eyes, my value slightly increases which, ugh, I have to sneeze. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Um, and that's just the truth. Like, the last boy that I really liked, uh, the first Albanian, I remember meeting him, and I didn't know anything about him. And I really liked him after, like, a couple hours. And then we're on the bus going back to the Rome city center. This was last year. And he whips out his phone and shows me his TikTok. And I don't like TikTok, honestly. I fucking hate that stupid app. But at, th at this time, I didn't know much about TikTok, but he shows me his TikTok and he had like, I don't know, 150,000 subscribers or however it works on TikTok. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like you're famous. And I did see him a little differently. I'm like, wow, I guess he's super important. Whereas it's not that he wasn't important before, but it just kind of changes your view of the person, you know? Um, and I thought to myself, what a shame it would be if I have to start over back at zero because I'm not an influencer. I, f I hate that word too. <laughs> so stupid. But um, what does that even fucking mean? Like an influencer, does it mean... Oh, I post pictures of myself with products I'm sent for free so that people envy my life and they use my promo code to make me money. Whatever. You do you. I, I, I get it. it. You know, but it's it's 2023, baby. Like, this is the world we live in. But, and I will say, if you are a content creator, different, I would say. Content creator is different. It takes a lot of time and energy to create content sometimes. It really does. Like, it's, for me, it's very draining. It's very mentally exhausting. I hate being on my phone for hours and hours and hours. Editing, creating, swapping, fucking voiceovers. It shit's so fucking annoying. It takes up a lot of time and, and energy. It really does. It is work. Like... So anyway, I do some things on the side um, for a little extra side money, like my podcast, like uploading reels with free products that companies send me, not as a full-time career, but on the side. And um, I thought if I don't have this specific algorithm go like nailed down, no one's going to want me. I'm going to be useless. That's honestly how I felt. If my Instagram gets deleted, I will be useless. And um, do I think that's true? No, because I also had the thought like, okay, definitely I'm not Beyonce. Um, I don't even like Beyonce. Everyone's going to hate me for that comment. I don't dislike Beyonce. I just don't understand what the big deal is. But anyway, if Beyonce's Instagram got deleted, and she probably has, like, hundreds of millions of followers, right? And for some, they probably, Instagram would probably help Beyonce, but they won't help me. Fuck y'all. Um, and Beyonce made a new Instagram. People would freaking subscribe to her new Instagram or follow her new Instagram. It's true. So even though I'm not 
the status of Beyonce. I, I think that if I started over, it worst case scenario, I can make a new Instagram. That's all I'm saying. But it's just very interesting how the mind works. Like, oh, my social status will be completely ruined if I can't get back into my Instagram. I think that with being locked out of my Instagram, it is very scary. But it has opened my eyes to the reality of a lot of things where I get my, where I base my value off of my Instagram. How I appear on Instagram, my photos on Instagram. It definitely contributes to my sense of who I identify myself to be. And that's just the truth of the matter. And if you are a social media user, it very much probably does with you too. And you probably wouldn't know until this happens and you lose everything. And it's it's fucked up because a lot of people like influencers or like business. You have to have a social media if you're a business now. Like if you're a business and you don't have a website and or social media, I'm not using your business. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I think you're a scam. I think it's fake. Like, I'm not using a business that doesn't at least have a fucking Facebook. Like, get with the, the times. Seriously. Um, and I know it's easier said than done and can be very costly. But um, where was I going with that? It's a lot of people's businesses. If you have a business that you an online business like an Etsy or something and your platform gets deleted it really can be a huge huge loss and um it would really suck if that happens and i pray that it doesn't but maybe you know taking a few days off from instagram is really what's best for me to kind of recenter and remember that i am a person with or without a social media page or following and I think a lot of us view ourselves through the eyes of our followers. Like, oh, I'm only important if I get 500 likes. Or I'm I'm cool and I'm popular only if my video goes viral. And it's sad that that's what our world's come to. That all anyone wants to be now is fucking viral. When I was on... Because t- I do have a TikTok. I just really don't use it. And I would get those videos... I I don't know what they're called. Shorts or whatever. <laughs> it's terrible. I sound like I'm 60 years old. It would be like, how to make your, your video go viral in five minutes. And it would have like five billion views. And I'd be like, this is, I just wish the energy, and I'm not judging people that do this because clearly I am with you guys. I wish we could put that energy and that effort and that attention and the time and the caring that we care so much about the fucking algorithm into making the world a freaking better place. Like, what a better place the world would be, honestly. How much kinder and more sincere people would be. And I'm not saying the internet is the devil. It clearly serves a purpose. I think that it can provide a lot of resources for people and it can connect people and all these things, but... I mean, as a psychologist, I could go on and on and on about the negative, um, just all the things that it does to our brains and how addicting it can be and the impacts on communication and connection and the epidemic of loneliness in the time of social media when everyone's more connected than ever, but it's actually very inauthentic and... I think everything needs to be used in moderation and used in balance. And I am glued to my phone a lot. Like, right, my phone's next to me. It's like a pet. I take my phone with me to the bathroom. I'm no better than anyone. But I feel like um, even even with that, like, I use my phone a lot less than most people I know. Um My sister, once we went to a party and her phone died like five minutes into the party and for the four hours we were at the party, she was freaking out. So mean, so mad her phone died. And a lot of people are like that. Like they have, it's a coping mechanism. Like they feel awkward in public on their phone. They don't know what to do on their phone. I do it sometimes too. And then 
I had someone say to me in the waiting room a year or two ago, we were in the waiting room at a therapy uh, office, and there was a lot of people in the waiting room. And the lady, I was just like sitting there looking at the walls or whatever. <laughs> and the lady, she must have been like in her 50s or 60s. She says to me, wow, I've never seen a young person not on their phone in a waiting room before, except for you. And I was just like, oh, well, yeah, I mean, I just looked at it like five minutes ago. So, you know, I just prefer to be in the moment and fucking meditate or be mindful or something and i think a lot of us need that cleanse and that detox and that break from our phones so maybe this was just the universe doing me a solid being like girl take a break from your phone if you don't want to i'm gonna force you so big learning opportunity but when i was in the mental hospital like <laughs> i've been in the mental hospital a few times not recently though i've been really good the past few years um but when I used to go to the psych ward, you obviously can't have a freaking phone. And I think the longest I've stayed there is like two weeks. And it was so liberating. Honestly, the first like day or two or three was a little rough. But after that, you realize, wow, I am a whole new person without my phone attached to my hip 24-7. And you find other things to do. And I feel like mentally your brain grows and you get mentally stronger and smarter in so many ways, like, the amount we rely on our phones, we're so stupid. Like, we are so fucking dumb. I didn't even know what, what year America was founded in. And I live in America. My host mom in Italy told me it was founded by Columbus, who, obviously I know it was founded by Columbus, who was from Spain. Like, I'm like, oh, Columbus was from Spain? Like, I forgot everything I learned in school. Everything. And that's, Honestly, I, I'm making fun of myself because that's Americans. That's how we are. <laughs> At least that's how I am. I'm not speaking for all. I actually am very smart. I have PhD soon. So if you want to be a fucking Karen in the comments, go ahead. Suck my cock. But anyway, I'm not here to demonize cell phones or the internet or whatever. Obviously, I'm posting this on YouTube and my podcast which I would not be able to do if it wasn't for Wi-Fi and the World Wide Web. So, yes, I see its purpose and I see its value, but I'm just saying, like, a lot of us just need to put our phones away and talk to people and look at people and be in the moment. How often are we ripped out of the present moment because we're watching whatever or looking at whatever <laughs> watching our own stories which I do whenever I post a story I'll watch my story like all fucking day like I didn't see it and it's so true like I'll be on my phone and I don't know what I'm looking for I'm like I was on my phone 30 seconds ago what am I expecting to see so besides that yeah, that's been a very humbling, it's been a very humbling last couple of days, very um, eye-opening and kind of a slap in the face uh, with reality. I don't know how our parents did it, though, if you're a millennial. Like, I wouldn't be able to get anywhere without my Apple Maps. I really wouldn't be able to go anywhere. I don't know how they did it with that freaking, in the car, you'd have to, like, plug in. Or with the maps, our parents' parents, like, what the fuck? No, no. So in many ways, if you have a smartphone, we are very privileged. We really are. Very lucky. Lucky, very lucky for my phone each and every day. Um, so I love you, phone, but please give me my Instagram back, okay? Four days has been enough. All right. Especially with the flu. Oh, so <coughs> this is how I got the flu. Last week, I went to Bologna. I'll do this off camera. So last week, I went to Bologna, Italy. It was beautiful, but the weather was terrible, I swear. Ever since I've come to Italy, I've been in Italy for, this will be my fifth week. It has rained almost every single day. It may be, what, 31 days in a month, so what? 37, 38 days 
that I'll be here in total. It's rained 30 of those days. Like it maybe didn't rain five days at the most. And that's being generous. It's been miserable. And I hate the rain so much. I hate the rain because I get so depressed when the clouds are out and the sun's not shining and it fucks up my hair and my makeup. <laughs> so anyway, yesterday, uh, last week, weekend, I went to Bologna and I met someone there. And this young man <laughs> um, had messaged me on Instagram, right? Going back and I wasn't going to answer him because I get, this sounds very conceited and I don't mean to sound cocky, but it, it's true. I get so many messages on Instagram all the time from guys and I, I don't open them. I don't read them. I ignore like 99.9% .9 of them. But for some reason, this message came through and I saw his name and I said, that's interesting. It, <laughs> let me see what he looks like. Because I thought it was, like, an Albanian name. You know me, I love my Albanians. <laughs> and um, I click on his profile, I'm like, oh, daddy's pretty cute. So I answered him back, and he was really good at conversating. Conversing. Conversing. PhD over here, conversating. He was really good at conversing. And I really enjoyed talking to him. And I could tell almost right off the bat by the way a person messages me, by the way they respond to me, by the way that they, they talk, if I vibe with them or not. And I fucking vibed with him. Like, his energy was really good. He kept a conversation. He was cute. He used smiley faces. Love when a guy uses smiley faces. Um, and he was sweet. And so we were talking for, like, two weeks. He lived in Florence. I had already gone to Florence. I'm like, God damn it. I wish I knew you when I was in Florence. Because <laughs> I didn't love Florence so much, honestly. <coughs> Kill me, I know. All the Americans go to Florence. It's, it's like the number one touristy spot in Italy besides Rome. But I don't know. I didn't love Florence. Like, I still, it's cool, but like, it's nothing to ride home about I don't think um but anyway I went to Bologna and Bologna with the high speed train is like 30 minutes from Florence so I told him I was going there and he said I'll come to Bologna to see you if you want of course and at first I was like oh I don't know I don't like meeting people online Every time I've met someone off the internet, like, nine out of ten times I don't like them. And the freaking one, one time, I think it was once, his name was Danny. I met him off of Hinge. I liked him so much. Like, I liked Danny for the longest time. I only met him one time. And he didn't like me back. He ghosted me. I'm like, what the fuck? So, I either meet someone in person, I don't like them at all, or I meet them in they never talked to me again. I really like them. So either way, I'll lose. So I said, I don't know. I'll think about it. And then I was just like, okay, fine. I need a companion when I go to Bologna. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. We had, uh, somewhere along the way, it was established that like, okay, we're going to have a sleepover. Sleepover, like we're 12. Because I said I'm staying the night in Bologna or something and then I like agreed you could stay with me and my friends please if you're traveling solo please do not let random people stay with you don't be like me okay I'm very smart but I'm also very dumb when it comes to certain things particularly common sense things that's the number one way to get murdered especially if you're a female don't let random dudes from other countries stay with you the first night you meet them, please. Um, but I did. I had no problem because this is why, though. I have a very strong intuition. Very, very strong. I need another tissue, honestly. I have a very strong intuition. And he passed my intuition radar, honestly. If I had any, like doubts where I was going back and forth for days oh I don't know I don't want to should I I wouldn't but I didn't get that and so I meet I meet this guy 
<laughs> at the train station, right? And I see him, and I really hope he doesn't listen to this. I see him and I go, oh, he's like not, he's like okay. Like, it, and this isn't sad. I thought he was ugly. He's not ugly. But there wasn't an immediate spark or fiery attraction. Like, not at all. There was no strong instant connection. Give your girl a minute. Which, I think, <laughs> I'm so sorry. If you're watching the YouTube version of this, you're probably, like, so grossed out with my bodily fluids. But <laughs> thank you for making it this far. So there was no, like, right off the bat, love at first sight. But I think that's so good, honestly. Because when that happens, it's usually, like, dangerous. Like, it's not good. At least it's never been good for me. It's never ended well. And it means that you're not basing your relationship off of a at least on your end. I don't know about on his end. But off of, you know, being so sexually hypnotized by a person. So I was very unsure at first. I was like, oh, I kind of don't think I like him very much. But he grew on me. He did grow on me. And, um... We went to dinner and he paid like a lot of money, which I loved <laughs> because this is, this is why though. It's not because women are gold diggers and all they care about is money. I fucking hate when men say that y'all are so full of shit and we can say the same thing about you and big tits and fat asses. Okay. So just shut the fuck up for once. Women and some of them, of course, gold diggers and whatever, but. Most women, I think women are so simple. Men say women are complicated. Men are confusing as fuck. You can give a man the whole world, your body, your heart, your soul, everything and more, and he will still fucking leave you or cheat on you with some other bitch, okay? I think women just want three things. I want three things. I can't speak for all girls. We want to be fed. We want to be fucked. And we want to be fondled over, okay? We want to be made a fuss about. We want to be loved. We want you to give us your attention. We want you to give us your time. Like, invest in us. And it doesn't have to be monetary. Invest your time. Invest your energy. Invest your attention. Invest in us. Make a fucking effort. Go out of your way for us. Have some courtesy and consideration, okay? It's so unattractive when a man, like is not considerate at all the disgusting no and it again it doesn't have to be that you bias these things just show us that you care show us that you know we actually mean something to you that's all we want and tell us we're pretty like all the time <laughs> so anyway we went to dinner and then we just kind of walked around a little and talked and he talked a lot about himself i'm like it was cute, though, because he has that, like, Albanian-Italian accent. Chef's kiss. I love. Um, so, yeah, we ended up fucking and staying the night together. And I will say he fucks very well. He has high-quality dick, which is also a plus because I, <laughs> I needed to get laid. Like, I was dying. I hadn't had sex since, like... The first week of January, I was fucking dying, like, so horny. So he scratched that itch for me very well. And that is all that I, I really wanted. Like, I can't have a one-night stand hook up with a stranger. Like, I need to talk to you. I need to get to know you. I need to be mentally stimulated by you. I need to have some sort of emotional attraction with you. And then I will fuck your brains out. But I need that first. Like, it can't be based off of you're hot. Like, good for you, you're hot. So we're 8 billion people in the world. Like, do you want an award? Like, do you have substance to you? Are you deep? Are you funny? If a guy is not funny, not for me. If you can't take a joke, not for me. But he was so funny. Like, right off the bat, he made me hysterically laugh. And the next day, like, he bought me breakfast, and he bought my train ticket. It was great. He was very generous. I love a generous man. Not a stingy man. No. No, no, no. And you don't have to be rich. 
I dated my, my last boyfriend was very, he came from wealth, right? He was the cheapest bastard I ever met. <laughs> Wouldn't even buy me a fucking water bottle <laughs> if I forgot my wallet. Like, he, he, he wouldn't. And I've, I've dated, like, the first Albanian that I liked so much was so poor, but he would never let me pay. And I'm just like, that is very thoughtful. Honestly, that's what we're going for. Thoughtful. So anyway, how much money you make for me? I could give two fucks. As long as you are ambitious and driven, that's hot as fuck. So I left. Well, I went to Florence the next day. We spent two days together last weekend. I went to Florence and I saw his apartment. Now you've seen it too. Um, and I met his cat, Mango. He likes cats. So A++. And yeah, I don't think I've ever dated a guy that had his own place before. And he is like a manager at a restaurant, so he fed me, which was another brownie points. If you keep, if you feed your girl, she will love you forever, I swear. <clears throat> and, you know, I left Florence and went back to Rome. And I'm like, cool. Like, I had a nice weekend. I really did. And I, I was ready to just leave it at that. Had a nice weekend. I was horny, he was horny, we banged like 80 times. It is what it is. Let me go buy some plan B now. I get tested at Planned Parenthood when I get home from America. Um, but I was ready to just be like, okay, that's it. But then he kept texting me, like, every day. And I'm just like, okay, like, what is this now? Because, like, I've done this, I've done this before, the last guy I liked, another Albanian in Rome. I went back home to the United States of America. That fucker would call me and video chat me. And nine months of my freaking life was wasted on this son of a bitch. Thinking we were in some sort of long distance relationship. Only for him to not ever see or talk to me again. And who knows where he's at now. And I don't want to go through that again. Like I really, I am scared. Because I don't want to be heartbroken again but this weekend <laughs> I canceled my plans to Milan and Florence and I uh, we were texting we've been texting like all day for a week and I said yeah I don't, I don't really know what I'm gonna do this weekend I canceled my plans like I'm really not feeling well and <laughs> now I'm here in Florence um and I have come to the conclusion that I like this son of a bitch, and it's scaring the fuck out of me. Because I I am not ready to be heartbroken again. Like, every time I freaking fall for someone, they break my heart, or I break my own heart with my own expectations. But, um, I, I can't do the, the long distance thing. Like, it's really hard. It's really hard, especially when you don't have a solid foundation. Like, you need a strong commitment for that shit. <clears throat> you need a strong commitment for that shit. But, um, yeah, I don't know what to do now. I really don't know what the fuck I'm going to do because now I like him. And um, I'm fucked. So that's cool. Really fucked. Literally and figuratively fucked. And and I was like, before I started recording this podcast, I'm like, no, not again. I am not ready to start having feelings for someone again. I'm really not. Um, I don't know if you could ever be prepared to fall for someone, truthfully. That's why they call it falling, because you're, like, fucking powerless, just floating in the air. And where you land, you land. Um, which is interesting, because I wrote my last book that's coming out soon. And the sections are The Jump, The Fall, and The Land. So, Born with a Broken Heart, Part 2, coming out soon? Who knows? We'll see. But yeah, I'm just trying to, you know, keep a clear head and just communicate where I'm at, how I'm feeling, what I'm thinking, and be realistic. Boundaries and, you know, it's hard to not get attached sometimes. It really is. Even if you try to have no feelings for someone like I don't think you can really help that shit I feel like we can only control how we feel so much like what the head thinks and the heart wants 
oftentimes don't line up. Um, the math ain't math in most, of, most of the time, that's for sure. But here I am, <laughs> sick in Florence, and um, we'll see how it goes. I mean, he's a little older than what I go for traditionally. He is 27. <laughs> the last few guys I have liked, I swear to God, have been babies. Like 20, 21, 22. I, I can't do that shit anymore. And, um, yeah, he seems to want a family. He seems to want a wife. So that's cool. But, you know, they all seem so good in the beginning. They really do. So, I'm, I, again, I'm just trying to uh, be clear-minded. Don't get dictmatized again. Because the last time I fell for someone, last June, the dick was so good that I was just like, I love you forever. I'm never letting go of you. This is the best dick I've ever had. Because, <laughs> truthfully, no fucking lies, my friends. Being in America for 27 years, I did not know what I was missing out on. I just thought that men sucked at sex. Like, I had never had good sex in my life. For 27 years, I had never, ever had good sex. I come to Italy fucking three days in. I get the best dick of my life. I'm like, yo, this is some uh, some shit's on another fucking level. Then I... <laughs> I had sex with a guy in Greece, Greek guy, and it was, it was good sex, you know why? Because it, it wasn't like, he fucked me so good, it was like, different, like, motherfucker was looking into my soul, like, looking into my eyes and smiling, I'm like, yo, what's going on? Like, are you about to kill me? Guys in America are just like, oh, oh. And then they're done, flip over, fucking leave. At least in my experience. I can't speak for all men, so don't get offended. But, and then this guy, yo, you gotta come to Europe, girl. If you are a straight female and you need some good dick, come to Europe. I'm telling you, it's It'll change your damn life. It'll set your expectations so fucking high. No American man will be able to fucking ever please you again. Like, I'm moving in. I'm fucking moving my shit in here and I'm staying. I'm not fucking leaving. <laughs> I'm, I'm like half kidding, so... All you Susans, go take your fucking keyboard warrior word somewhere else. I don't give a shit. But yeah, that's what's been going on with me. Um, I unfollowed the first Albanian on Instagram. I don't even know why I kept this fucker. Like, he told me to like refollow him or some shit, and, and then I refollowed him, and he didn't even like. He's like, I'm not following you back. I'm like, okay, like that's cool am I supposed to care like I hate when people send messages they're like follow me back like suck my ass crack if I wanted to follow you I would like you're pathetic go somewhere else like leave me the fuck alone you shouldn't have to tell someone to follow you like get a life but anyway he never followed me back which was fine at first but then like a few months later this motherfucker ghosts me, and I'm just like, why am I still following you? I don't want to see you. And it, it was a nice feeling, because I really don't have any desire to speak with him ever again, um, which is nice. I don't hate him, but I definitely don't like him. And it's a good feeling that I feel like I really don't care. And the second that I unfollowed him. I think he's some sort of sociopath that, like, tracks his followers. And I would say not to offend you, but I don't really care. If you pay to, like, know when people unfollow you, that shit's fucking weird. So he must have gotten a notification. And the mental space that social media takes up in some people's minds is just wild. And then he, he starts to view, like, my stories and shit. I'm like, okay, so the only time you actually care to see me or know what I'm up to is when, like, I detach from you, which is, it's 
a harsh reality that I've come to terms with is that like he never wanted my friendship. He said he wanted to be my friend and that he was always going to be my friend. And like, you were never my fucking friend. You just wanted to know that I still like, you just wanted me to stroke your ego. You just wanted to be validated by knowing I still cared about you. And that's, that's not like a friend. That's not a friend at all. That's using someone like, I used him because I wanted to be loved and he used me because he wanted fucking external gratification or whatever. But it's fine, bro. Go get it somewhere else now because now I'm obsessed with someone else. (laughs) I'm not obsessed with him. Um, I just like him. I I definitely like him. And don't want to, but that's where we at. So... That's really all I wanted to come on here and say, give a little update and talk about what being kicked off of Instagram has been doing to my mind. It's mind blowing. So anyway, I am going to end this and actually start to work on homework, which I should be doing right now, but distracted myself because I hate writing research papers so much. And yeah, I guess I'll talk to you guys when I'm in Albania. I'm going to Toronto and I'll be there for a month and they just got to blow her nose. And I plan to go to, let's see, I'm not going to be able to pronounce this right. Albania is a hard language. I don't know how people speak it. Sounds like fucking Russian or some shit. Uh, Barat. Scroder. Durez, Lore, Fier, Serrano, something. I don't know. Gonna try to go to all those places, but if I don't, it's okay. I'm just gonna go back. And yeah, hopefully I'll be moving to Spain next year. I hope so. I really hope so. I um, applied for so many teacher's assistance, language assistant programs, and I will find out in a couple of weeks if I got accepted and when I would start, I hope I get accepted. I would love to live and work in Spain. So say a prayer for your girl. And hopefully next time I talk to you guys, I'll have some good news, such as I'm back on Instagram and I got accepted to live and work in Spain. So that's what I'm currently manifesting right now. <laughs> and I hope y'all are doing so well. I hope you don't get sick like me. I got sick because of last weekend, honestly. Everyone in Italy is sick right now. On the train, people are coughing and sneezing. And I hope I can't get sick twice. But my immune system's not the best. So I guess we shall see. But yeah, I love you guys so much. Sending so much love from Italy. (laughs) And I'll talk to y'all in the next episode. Bye. How do I stop this?